Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast from Las Vegas on Tuesday night, where the Aces defeated the Seattle Storm, clinching that season series with them. They get the win in pretty decisive fashion, and here to talk about this game and kind of take uh, take the temperature of the Aces at, at the All-Star break here, I've got Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Sam, they're all the talk, they're still 13-6. and six. Things all seems things seem to be good. Asia Wilson ankle injury aside for the Aces, uh, they certainly do. Ben, uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been a it's been a, a wild first half of the season for sure. Uh, given the external expectations, coupled with the internal expectations that the team had, but like you said, they're thirteen and six uh, today. I thought was one of the, their more impressive victories of the year uh, against a Seattle team. Sure, we know who they don't ha- who's injured for them, but again, as you mentioned, Asia Wilson is out. Erica Hamby slides in, and in the fourth quarter, the Aces play some of their best basketball. I think I've seen them play all season, just on both ends of the floor. The ball is moving; they're getting up and down, and they walk away with a seventy nine sixty two victory, going into All Star break with the best record in the WNBA. Uh, that's, I mean, that's when we talked before the season. I, I picked them to, to make a, a heck of a playoff run, and at times that pred- prediction didn't look too good. But I wanted to wait until the, the halfway point of the year to really, like you said, take the temperature of where they're at. And I don't, I don't, I, don't, I think there's still a, a few things you need to shore up before we talk championship or championship kind of potential. But but you can see that. They are the best defensive team in the, in the WNBA by a number of metrics. Uh, they have three all-stars when healthy, and they have a, a fourth all-star caliber player with De'Erica Hamby, and, and those are some of the ingredients you need to, to make a, a run. So uh, interesting season for sure. They haven't always looked like the, the team with the best record in the WNBA, but here we are, and that's what they are right now. I'm kicking myself right now for not thinking to try to get a laugh out of Lambier at his presser by bringing up that they, they actually won the turnover differential by eight. Eight, wow, 18-10, to 10, wow, which is just unheard of for this yeah, team. Yeah, it certainly is. That's been their Achilles heel all year. Uh, but it, it was like, it was the total inverse of the Friday game, right, where, you know, they're doubling Liz, and they were, they were kind of like playing more reactive to kind of proactive with what Seattle was doing, pressuring them, and they kind of let a lot of that stuff happen to them versus today they were, I mean, they obviously just played them, but they were ready for it, and they were they were much more ready to just ready to handle that yeah they, they certainly were i thought uh, they were they were really crisp in their ball movement they, they only shoot 39 percent from the field but they got quality shots and that, that's all you can ask for especially you mentioned bill lambeer from a coach's perspective you're getting good looks you're taking care of the basketball i thought um, without without asia wilson the last two games they've done a really good job at letting um, Kayla McBride and, and Liz Cambage, their other two all-stars, kind of initiate some of their action. And then De'Erica Hamby um, did a lot of De'Erica Hamby things tonight where she's spotting up for three, she's cutting, she's running the floor in transition, um, she's getting ba- uh, she's scoring around the basket. She's doing what she does best, which is play, uh, play hard, play with energy, and, and make the smart basketball play. So uh, with all those things, um, yeah, I mean, just just a really encouraging performance and the kind of performance that you want to see after losing to Seattle last week. It's a, it's a kind of bounce-back performance you want to see. And, and Lambeer said after afterwards, you, you always want to go into all-star break on a high note, and, and that's what they're doing. What is it, 7 of 8 now? And uh, I believe 11 of 14, uh, the Aces. So they've since they had some uh, identity issues, I guess, earlier in the year, and, and they're, I think they're starting to figure out what they are. They're a team predicated on their defense. Uh, that when they're when they're clicking offensively, the ball is moving. They're playing through their best players, and everybody else is kind of uh, getting theirs based off of that. Yeah, Hamby goes twenty four and nine, nine of thirteen, made three threes, which is obviously huge. Liz, uh, 
I mean, it's it's becoming like a quiet thing, but this kind of seems like the sweet spot Liz is settling into, which I think is more, maybe more impactful than at first glance. But fifteen, twelve, and six, uh, and and Jackie Young, Jackie Young had a pretty nice game, thirteen, five assists, three to seven, and she got to the, she got to the foul line, and you know we we had a like she had a couple just big drives to the basket, either getting fouled or and finishing some of those shots that she probably hasn't that, that she that she hasn't finished earlier in the season yeah yeah and I, I looked over at you Ben after the the third quarter they end the third quarter by running by spreading the floor letting her run a high pick and roll with Jisoo Park and she you know gets right to the basket and makes a layup and that's something we talked about on other podcasts is how to effectively use her in the half court and uh, she had been getting to the basket sometimes and struggling to finish or not going up strong and getting fouled the way she did tonight but but as we know, uh, the the athletic ability is there, and there in order for in order for this team to win a championship, I believe she's going to be have to have to be a contributor in the postseason if they want to compete for a title. Uh, you saw some of that tonight, and if she can supply, I mean, it's not even necessarily the statistics. Sure, it's 13 points, but it's how she played. She was in attack mode. She played with confidence. She took a couple jumpers that were open, as where normally she doesn't do that. And if she's not doing that in the half court, there's really no reason to guard her when she's off ball. So if she can play with that kind of pace, that kind of energy, and that kind of aggression, I think it opens up not only her game, but the game for her teammates around her. And we know she's a good transition player and can run a break and things like that. But in the half court offense, she looked really, really good tonight, as you mentioned. And that's the type of production, I think, or the type of play, the type of effort that I think they're going to need from her moving forward if they want to make this deep playoff run that I uh, thought they were going to make before the year. Public enemy number one, man, putting on piling all these expectations. Yeah, on. I know, right? Um, with Liz, the thing that I just I really like for them, and it just it it it's the one thing people can't just like take away is, and I where we saw more of it today too is just give her the ball top of the key and just like go do something, Liz. You know, yeah, it, yeah. they don't need to script it. You know, uh, like obviously like her hitting some of those shots is big. She was, you know, I think she was like low 30s, you know, from the mid range coming into tonight, which is obviously like a little below what you'd expect. And those are shots she can make, but just making decisions. You know, we've said it before, like she's probably been their most consistent decision maker, just taking care of the ball. But then, but then she can just do something with the ball with her live dribble from there. Like yeah, tonight, yeah. she had a couple of just like take one dribble and someone's going to come over. And when you're in the middle of the floor, it's so much easier to make every possible pass versus in the post where like, we saw on Friday, like, the double comes before you even, like, can turn around. It's really tough to find that open player sometimes. Yeah, she's, I mean, they, they've posted her up so much this year. And, again, she's really, really effective down there at six foot eight. We know what she can do in the low post. But um, you make an interesting point about using her at the top of the key and having her face up because she can, she can put the ball on the deck. We know that. She'll occasionally lead the break. She can finish through contact. She finished through contact tonight. And it just puts so much, I think it puts so much pressure on, the, the defense, you're going to have to help on a drive, and, and she is a really good passer. I mean, I think um, Bill Lambeer said earlier this year he want, wants her to kind of play like a, not, you know, a, a, a passes prime Will Chamberlain when he started kind of being a, a facilitator, and she has those tools where, where she has the court vision and she knows how to execute those passes. So uh, I thought it was a really, really unique way to use her. Um, maybe not unique. It's, it's, a, it's a quality use of her unique skill set more so is what I meant to say. And, and I, expect I mean, I mean, her her doing it is unique. Yeah, at her size, right? At her because, size, for sure. Because BG does, BG can't do that. Still can't do that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Her being able to do that is unique. Um, given her skill set, I don't know if it's necessarily a unique way to use her, but it's her making up use. It's the team using her unique set of skills in a really, really effective, a really effective manner. And I, I think 
I mean, it's interesting. As good as Asia Wilson is and as good as those two have, have shown that they play together, it almost presents a different look when you only have one traditional big out on the floor. When, when, when Cam Beige is out there with the Erica Hamby, who, as you mentioned, made three three-pointers, and then three other perimeter players, feels like there's kind of there's different. The spacing is a little different, and it, it, it creates some different looks and some different opportunities in the offense. I'm not saying it's necessarily better or more effective, but it's different, and, and, and sometimes different can be a really good thing. Well, I, th- I think I think Liz working up there more. I mean, one, it has to be less taxing, right? I mean, because you're not you're not putting in all this effort to try to get someone deep before the catch, and then try to back someone down, and then deal with those tougher passes you have to make when a double comes, right? If you're just facing the whole defense in the middle of the floor, all those passes are shorter, and it's just you know face up, jumpers there, take it, take a couple of dribbles, you know, a second player is going to come from somewhere, and then just you know read from there. I think and 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 with, I mean, Dierica for the most part, like she's she's still been like on the low block mm-hmm. when Liz is there. So I mean, I don't think that's a, a big part of it because I think with Asia too, I think that's I think that might be almost a more effective way for them to go too because Liz is so good making decisions up there, and using her passing to let Asia maybe be the one focusing a little bit more on ducking her player in, and Liz can really set her up. Because as we've said too, like the guards have really struggled too at times, getting make, making being the ones passes. to make the interpasses. Yeah, and with Liz's height at, at six eight, you would think in theory that that's an easier pass, and it's a pass that both Asia and Liz have executed throughout the course of the year. They run some of their high low stuff, so yeah, uh, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting when when, when Asia Wilson does get healthy. Uh, again, there's no necessarily official timetable. Bill Lambeer said weeks uh, the other night. Uh, those ankle sprains can be tricky. Maybe it's short, maybe it's long. But when, when she does get healthy, um, working her back in now that you're using these different kind of looks with, with Cam Beige. Natasha Howard got in foul trouble in the first half. She got the two and then sat in the first quarter. And Mercedes Russell got a quick third and fourth in the second half. It, the, I mean, for the, fir- the whole first half and, and most of the third quarter, you know, the Aces really separated in the fourth. But... Even with that foul trouble, it's, I mean, the game was still there for Seattle. I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think it was like just the foul trouble because that wasn't that those two spurts like didn't coincide with their runs. But I mean, I think if I guess just like generally Seattle, you make the point like they couldn't get in a flow because of that. But I don't know. Would you see? Would you did you see anything just from Seattle with how they played that was much different from Friday? Um, not necessarily. I mean, even on Friday, Seattle, I mean, they stunk offensively. They were just really, really good on defense, and the Aces were worse. I mean, that was not a a, a pretty game to watch, per se. Uh, I believe both teams were, you know, around 30%. or uh, Seattle was, I think, under 30%. The Aces were maybe around 40%, but with all those turnovers. Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a pretty game. Uh, I thought Seattle did, tried to do more of the same. It's just I, I think the Aces um, get credit for for their defense. I mean, forcing 18 turnovers, holding Seattle to 35% shooting, and then cleaning uh, um, the defensive glass with a, a rebounding advantage. Uh, I think the uh, the Aces have the you know as I mentioned the best defensive team in the league. They've been pretty consistent by you know points per possession, uh, the defensive rebounding percentage, opponents field goal percentage, all three of those things. They've been at the top of the league all year. So it wasn't necessarily, I mean, yeah, when your best player sits, it, it, it can disrupt your flow a little bit. But like you mentioned, they were right there. I think the Aces just made one big push, one big defensive push, and then they were able to score some buckets in transition and kind of break the will of Seattle, who, I mean, everybody kind of wants to get to all-star break, you know. It's, it, it wasn't, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a psychologist. I can't ascribe that that's what happened, but 
I mean, there was very little fight from them in the fourth quarter. You know, they're they're in good shape to make the playoffs, and let's just get All Star break going. Maybe there was a case of that. Yeah, well, and these are the two best defenses in the league right now. But you know, you put so if they're if they're on pretty equal footing there, I think that's also just like the star power winning out. Yeah, I mean, right. Seattle, it's okay. And Natasha Howard make a lot of jump shots, and you know, Jordan Cannon make jump shots, and we need. You know, we need you to like screw up and leave Sammy Whitcomb open a bunch to make some threes like that. I mean, you know, they just they just are a more limited team right now. And I, I, would, I was kind of hoping for like a close game in the final minutes, and then we maybe see if like Jewel Lloyd was kind of getting her groove back because sure, sure. she got hurt in the first game against the Aces, yeah, came back, still working her for way. the first time, and then today. But today it was kind of looked like it was kind of the same as as Friday. It's going to take some time for her. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and that's, I mean, I think we forget because Seattle has been, I mean, they've kind of changed their identity without their, their two stars, but they've been really good. I didn't think they are going to be this good, 12-9, and nine, yeah. uh, again, in position to make the playoffs without the reigning league MVP and without you know Hall of Fame point guard who still, as she showed last year, and Sue Burke and, uh, is one of the best players in the WNBA. We, it's just they, they, what they've been able to do is really impressive. But tonight, I think they were just, it was one of those games where, uh, like you mentioned, the star power, they were just a little overmatched from a talent perspective. Yeah, I was I was wrong. I picked them to miss the playoffs. But, I mean, at this rate, like, the fact that Sue Bird wasn't ruled out for the season, I would guess you would, from the outside, you would assume it's more likely or not that she plays at some point. And you figure Jewel Lloyd gets going a little bit, they're going to make it at this point. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, and with their defense, as you mentioned, another excellent defensive team in the playoffs. You, you, it's a team that's been there and done that. Uh, they know how to win, even though they don't have Brianna Stewart. They know how to win games. You, you have some ingredients to make a run. You have a, a veteran point guard, a, a emerging star in Natasha Howard, who might be the, the most improved player in the league again for the second straight year uh, with what, what she's doing. They, they There's some hope there to, to – to salvage what at the beginning of the year with the injuries would look like a lost season. They, they, it's, they've been really, really impressive to me. Uh, so it, I'm, I'm curious to see how they look after the break. I think I think it'll be refreshing for them as well. So let's kind of zoom out a little bit, look at the these first 19 games. I want to start with uh, – and I, I'll, I can go first on some of these if you want some time to think think of yours, but – that a good a good one to start with is each of us offer up something that we got wrong okay. about this Aces team, so I can start here. Um, where I where I was wrong was like I was really I really fixated on like the you know they gotta like figure out ways to have like Liz and Asia have these monster scoring games and it it was it's just I probably overlooked it as it hap- as it became clear right away and now I see it but I, I just think like. They're gonna be fine. You know, McBride, Asia, Liz are all over fifteen a game, all about shooting about fifty percent from the field, and they just, and just from a just watching them watch them on the court, they just all seem, they seem at peace too with the idea that yeah, like McBride will have a day, Liz will have a day, Asia will have a day, and we're just gonna ride it and see see what happens on a given day. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's a great point, and uh, I think that's kind of by design that they don't. The, the ball that they're at their best at least at times that we've seen them and they're at the best when the ball is moving around and you're not putting so much pressure on one of these three to have big, big games and it hasn't really mattered like you said it hasn't really mattered they, they share the ball that's an, an unselfish group uh, given the, the the level of talent and these how great these players are 
uh, you see a lot of times in, in sports, you know, egos and things like that. And there, there doesn't, they're genuinely, I mean, you've been around this team all year. There genuinely doesn't seem to be any type of ego or disdain or need to take shots. They, they play an unselfish brand of basketball. Not always, uh, it's, sometimes it's unselfish to a fault, but it's, it's unselfish and all three of them have been able to find Unselfish right. by giving the ball to the other team. Yeah, that, yeah, that too, <laughs> that too. Uh, well, I... What have I been wrong on, Ben? What, what, what were some of the things I said? I can't oh, even... Sam's been right about everything. You heard it from him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think I under I think I underestimated how long it would take for um, that group, kind of what we touched on, to find their footing. Uh, I thought you'd you'd almost. I mean, I knew it was going to take some time. I didn't. I, I still don't know if they found it. To the, 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 they, I don't believe they've reached come anywhere close to reaching their potential. That might take the full season and even some playoff games. We might not see that till next year. But but I definitely thought it would mesh a little quicker than it has. Uh, even some of those wins, as we touched on, they've been really disjointed and not really really impressive in how they've played in, in some of those victories. It's just kind of. Just, uh, scraping out a win in the final minutes or making a play at the, making a couple plays here and there that hasn't been uh, pretty. And I thought it would be more aesthetically pleasing and kind of quicker to, to integrate everybody. Uh, again, I knew it would take time, didn't know it would take this long. I still think it's a work in, pro- work in progress. And, and the players talk about that themselves. But the seeds are starting to – you're starting to see them and they're starting to, to harvest. It's, it's taking time. But, again, at 13 and 6, they're doing, they, they're doing a lot of things right. What about a biggest surprise? Uh, biggest season gone. A biggest surprise. Uh, biggest surprise. I, I think Sydney Colson's been really impressive uh, in the minutes she's out there now. She doesn't play a ton. Um, it, it just kind of depends. But I think her coming in. I mean, she's she's a journeyman point guard, a veteran uh, who who you know, has been out was out of the league for for points of time and then back in the league and, and wasn't sure she was going to play and when she, she was going to get cut yeah she was she Lambert was gonna, told us yeah. he changed his mind she was going to get cut it's crazy and, and she i think in the minutes she plays i mean she goes out there she's a spark plug uh she she defends she can get to the paint she plays with some flair there's some creativity to her game with her handles with her fakes that i think is really exciting and, and for me personally fun to watch and she's been really, really effective, I think, leading the second unit. Uh, I think she comes out there and, and performs at a high level. And there's been games where she's carried, where she's played extended minutes with the starters, like the Washington game on the road a couple weeks ago, where, where she had a career-high 18 points and won them the game. Uh, I didn't I didn't know much about her as a player uh, before before this year, just because she you know, played limited minutes and been out of the league. And uh, I think she the, the way she's performed and been able to anchor the second unit and, again, play with the starters has, has been uh, – provide. It's it's been an asset for the team to have. For sure, as they as they form their identity. What about you? My surprise, I don't like. I think if you like scan the stat sheet, and somebody's looking at you know each individual player. My surprise is that, it and it's like, it's kind of a winding road to get to it. But Kelsey Plum shooting thirty four percent from the field, thirty three percent from three. Yeah. So in a way, like that surprises me. Not it surprises me in the sense that. That's one of the players that isn't shooting as good as you'd expect or hope. Yeah. And in a way, I think that's an encouraging thing for them. And I've I've kind of hit on this, beat this drum all year. Like, you know, Kelsey Plum, like not making jump shots. If that's one of your bigger concerns or question marks, like you're in a great place. Like, Kelsey Plum isn't going to keep missing jump shots. Yeah, yeah. She, she uh, and I'll be... She's one of the hardest working athletes I've ever encountered uh, in my professional career. 
you can speak to it. She almost always stays after practice getting shots up. She's out here early uh, at shoot-arounds getting shots up before games, warming up. She, she, the way she prepares, you're right. You, you think at some point something's got to give. Uh, it's we, we, we saw her shoot whatever, 44% or whatever it was last year. You think at some point she's going to start the, the – what's the expression, the analytics expression, regress towards the mean – or, or she'll, she'll, she'll get back to her average. And when she does, if and when she does, it's going to just provide more spacing and help open up the floor more. I, I've been really impressed with her uh, defensively. She, she's improved as a defender, as an on-ball defender, and as a, as a team defender. That's something I know she's talked to me about this year, about uh, striving to, to improve. And, and Bill Ambeer just in the post-game press conference, you know, an hour ago credited her and Caleb McBride as part of the team's defensive improvements. Uh, so even though she's not making shots, she's finding ways to be effective. And I think that's – uh, credit to her maturity as a player and, and knowing you know, self-awareness too, knowing how to, to how to be effective uh, regardless of if, if things are going right on offense. Well, the thing the thing with her game too is like Plum doesn't really take bad shots. Like yeah, you're a right. Pull up, pull up two. She's open. She should be shooting that. A three off the dribble catch, whatever. She should be shooting that. Yeah, they're so not there's these nothing contested shots. Well, yeah, because I mean, because at her size, she really she can't really get those shots off. Yeah. So it's not a concern that she's taking bad jump shots. The ones that she takes are good. And if anything, you know, some of the drives to the rim where she maybe gets blocked is where you would really would really point to a couple and say like, okay, maybe she forced it there. But yeah, like when like that's the I mean the nature of her game too is like the shots she's taking are good ones. And and I think every I mean everything we've heard from from Lambier and company too is like they I mean they they agree. So yeah, absolutely. What is something that you have you feel you still don't you have either no feel for it or you just don't really understand it something that just still kind of mystifies you uh i mean i think we touched on it but jackie young just what is she and who is she going to become in the half court uh or in general uh, is she that's we've seen these spurts we saw it tonight where she's in attack mode getting downhill going to the basket getting the free throw line and then we've seen stretches where she doesn't touch the ball and she just floats in the half court uh, I, I still want to see what we know about the talent. We know about the physical tools. I still want to see what she can become and if she can become what they need her to become in time to make a run this year or if it's going to be next year or what type of role she's going to play in the postseason, how teams are going to guard her. Um, she's she's sturdy. She's athletic. She's strong. She's a willing defender. She's a good passer. Uh, she can play in transition. But there's been times where I think the, the, the half-court offense is stagnated just because if I'm an opposing team, I'm, I'm helping off her. I'm just I'm sagging off. I'm, I'm gapping her, and I'm helping off, and that's an extra defender in the paint. Uh, if she can be if she can be more effective as a cutter or have play on the ball like she did tonight and be in attack mode, that bodes really really well. But I'm still not sure who she is yet as a player. What about you? That that they've played Washington three times. Well, I mean, obviously I have to finish that half, but they they've played them three there three times, and we don't know anything. I don't think we know can say we know anything about what those two teams look like in a matchup. Yeah, that's because, a great point. Because Deladon was obviously here for the third. Look, they won the game. They came back great. Deladon didn't play. So I'm sorry. You know, it's just like you can't come out of that game and be like, oh, you know, we figured it out or we've solved Washington. You know, it's not the same. It's not, not even. Well, not, we've seen what Deladon's been doing since she came back. She's been just tearing it up. So that's yeah. the kind of player who wasn't there when the Aces beat him. And the six quarter, the six real quarters that they played. Weren't Emma, competitive. Emma, Emma Meesman wasn't there. And yeah. And yeah, Washington, they kicked kicked them around the gym. So the fact that we don't, you know, these could be the two top two seeds, and we don't aren't, you know, and if they meet in a series, it's just gonna be funny. First of all, because like you know, if we all you know, right, you know, I'm just like picturing people trying to preview the series. It's like, well, 
you know, they, they didn't, these two teams at full strength didn't play each other. And I think that's really interesting to me. And I think it's, would be kind of an ultimate, you know, contrast of styles, right? Because it's one, can, will Vegas be able to guard the three point line yep. and stop some of that bleeding versus, all right, well, are the aces just going to come back and pummel them inside and get to the line a bunch of times? And then it really might just come down to turnovers and offensive rebounds because you have the, those two things butting heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, do they play – have they capped out all their regular season matchups? Are they done? Yeah. Outside of the other half, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, we might have to wait. Uh, and, and if they play – if well, when if and when they finish the half, they have to finish it with who is there. So, Misaman, even though she's back, she wouldn't play right. in that makeup half. Right, right, right. So, and there's a chance that based on the time window I've heard, which is early August – uh, that Asia Wilson's not healthy for that game, so that could maybe that, some, we'll see about a comeback there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah takes a hit without her. So, uh, yeah, I'm, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, like you said, the, it was it's a tale of two really situations with without Deladon, but um, that's a matchup. I, I think those two have, along with Connecticut, have established themselves as the class of the league. Those three teams are uh, a little better than everybody else. Um, so. Yeah, that's we don't we don't know we really don't so uh, we'll, maybe we'll see in the playoffs maybe not we'll see. And the thing about Washington kind of dovetails to Connecticut because they've only played once so far. So second half of the season you have we have two matchups between them to look forward to. One more game with LA who hopefully will be full strength at some point. <laughs> um, although it seems like they're just kind of destined to to be hit with that injury bug, but that's kind of the and and Phoenix right. They play at the very end of the regular season. Yep. Like, yep. if Diana Trossi can get back on the court, which is, I mean, the thought that she t- tweaked her back in is terrifying at her age. But if, like, what if that's like, what if that's like the they're what if they're like three and two and three, say? Yeah, and yeah. they're playing for the two seed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like that would be inc- that would just be incredible. Absolutely, theater. And, and regardless of seeding, you mentioned Phoenix. I don't want to see Phoenix in a one game playoff if Tarasi's back. I don't. Yeah, it's a team that they've been there and done that. It's the play. The, the, this is shaping the way the first half. Now there's a lot of lot of games left, a lot of season left. But the way the first half is shaping out is like we're gonna the playoffs are gonna be a blast, uh, just given the landscape of the league. All right, next thing, give your give your soul a pat on the back. What's something you got you got right that you felt from before the season started? And has kind of it's kind of played out as well. You it's a it's a general statement, but that the Aces were going to be really really good. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to be the best team in the league. Uh, I didn't know how good Washington was. That's my bad. But from a record perspective, the Aces right now are the best team in the league. I don't believe that they are the favorites to win the championship, but they are the best team in the league. They have they figured again as we discussed, lots to still figure out, lots to work on. But they have figured out how to win games and how to defend at a high level. I didn't know they were going to be this good of a defensive team. I did not expect that, but they are, and that's going to keep them in, in games, and that's going to ultimately, if they do win a championship, that's what's going to be the driving force behind that. So I knew they were going to be really, really good. Um, I knew they were going to be one of the better teams in the WNBA, and maybe have the best record, and maybe it's, you know maybe you don't have to be Einstein to figure that out or project that if you look at the roster with, with three All-Stars and two other number one picks. But, hey, I still said it on your podcast, and it happened, so I'm going to take credit for that. <laughs> I had uh... – when I was doing like off-season preview, yeah. free agency preview, and all this stuff, uh, it was I I was definitely a broken record with this, and uh, you know I, I apologize if people got sick of it, but like I just kept saying like, and part of it is like there just isn't a lot of movement in free agency, right? Like big names don't change teams, so it's not 
you know, it's not as dramatic and as as scintillating as the NBA free agency. But like, I kept saying like over and over again, like Dierka Hamby should be the Natasha Howard of 2019 free agency. Somebody should be, everybody should be beating down her door, trying to force a max offer sheet in her face. And if there's any way you can pry her out of Vegas, you have to do it. And like the way she's produced this season, like obviously, like yeah, and, and like she's like I've talked about it. She said on the record, like yeah, like having the contract, you know, just like having the um, security, yeah, the security, knowing where you're gonna be for a little bit. Obviously, like them, like they like they ponied up, gave her a big big offer right away. So like they showed that they valued her. So she's obviously pointed to that. That's been helpful. And now that she's just and she's just rolling, and it's, I mean, obviously, like and and. No, and now, with, of course, with Asia going down, her her value is at even more of a premium. But that ended up ended up working out. She's kind of you know she's there are people lo- to this long before me kind of pointing to her as kind of a breakout candidate. And now it's and it's just it's cool to see that it's finally happened for her too. Yeah, even players. I mean, I remember talking to just different players in training camp who were really excited about her coming back and the year that she was going to have. And you know, twenty four points and nine rebounds tonight, uh, three steals. She's an awesome, versatile defender. She plays really hard. She's a great instinctive cutter. And, you know, three threes, that's that's big. That she can spot up from three and is having the confidence to take that shot. It just loosens everything up. She's a, she's a fantastic player. I mean, she's not going to be all-star games this weekend. She's not going to be playing in it. But you have to wonder and think, you know, if she's on another team where they play through her and she's a little bit more of a focal point, does she have the statistical resume to go with, you know, the kind of player that we know who she is? Is she in the game? Uh, probably a pretty good chance. I mean, I think she's that. I think she's really, really, really good. And you were on top of that before the year. And yeah, credit to you. Celebrate that. And let's uh, let's let's end with one that I'm sure we're going to agree on. Okay. What is put your look at this team with your critical eye? What's one thing that absolutely has to get better? Turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers. No hesitation yeah. there. Uh, the turnovers are sloppy. They're unforced. They are bad passes. They're bad ideas. It's like we talked about not being able to throw an entry pass, which is when you have two post players, it's a very, very fundamental thing to do when you have two dominant low post players and you play through your post. And it feels like three or four, every three or four times a game, five, six times a game maybe, they just give the ball away um, with bad entry passes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. It's been a problem all year. It's cost them games. It's, it's flat out cost them wins. Uh, already and in the playoffs when the scouting is better and you're seeing the same team provided they make it to, to the semifinals or have a buy into the semifinals or, or win the quarterfinal game to get there when you're seeing the same team more than once and they can put together a defense and they have a season's worth of film the defense and the scouting and the game planning is only going to get better so that's something that they have to clean up I really don't know what the excuse is for it uh, I asked Caleb McBride about it you know point blank the other day what do you attribute these turnovers to and she doesn't even really know. Just it's, it's still a work in progress with the chemistry and things like that. And there's certainly something to that. But there's also just it's there's just unfocused and kind of laziness ring. It's it's ugly head at times. Uh, if they can clean that up, and Ben, I'm sure you will agree, it's fixable stuff. I mean, it's just don't make these poor decisions more often than not. It feels like to me. Again, a lot of these are, are forced, but they can clean that up. Then you have something. I mean, you—it's you, eight to ten more shots a game. You're, you're, you know, six, ten, whatever. How x amount of shots a game you're getting with really efficient, productive scores, and that's something that you want. Yeah, and just to, and you just think about it, right? Like this, it would be an absolute, just gut wrenching. No questions about it. They would, like, they would be. This team would be a fail, a total, complete, utter failure. 
if this is the one thing that keeps them from a championship this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. For this, something like this to be your downfall, it, it would just be it would be crushing. It, because it, it's everything is so wide open. Seattle would be a, would have been such a heavy favorite if they were healthy. Other teams, we've we've said it before, LA, Phoenix, some of these other teams like we might not ever see them at full strength either this season. It's really there for the taking. So something like that to be the thing that really spells you, it, it, it would. I mean, it would. It would just. It's. It's. It's strange just to even think about it. But yeah, I mean, they only had ten tonight, and that's a really big deal for them. But it feels like that's one of the. Th- I mean, the defense has got better. They've, like you said, they figured out how to use Cambage and how to play through Wilson and stretches and how to play through McBride. Like the chemistry is coming along there. But the turnovers has been a cons- like they, that does not seem to be getting any better, and it's hard to figure. It's just weird to figure out why all the other stuff is improving, or a lot of things are improving, and that's not. Yeah. Well, so. on a positive note, today is the time, to, the thing to build off, and then to prove that they can kind of string some together when they yeah. come out of the break. Uh, absolutely, uh, Ben. What am I going to see from you on Friday in our in our, in our media All Star game? What do you have any predictions about your game? What kind of player are you? I haven't seen you. I haven't scouted you. Yeah, we were, I was going to wrap up with All-Star <laughs> stuff. Uh, Neil Olstad was kind enough to arrange some gym time. Going to be playing on Friday night. I can't I can't give you all the secrets okay, away. All right, okay. Okay, pick up. I'm, I'm, but I have, I'm getting up. I'm getting like 2,000 shots up a day, Sam. I'm okay, ready. I'm, okay. Be, I'm ready. You better be. Well, well, pick up game aside, basketball aside, uh, what, what are you most looking forward to about All-Star uh, here in Vegas? I mean, I've, I've been here a couple of years now. This is your first summer. Uh, you've been other All Star games. Maybe maybe you can speak to the different feel. I, I can't speak to that. This is my first one. Does this feel different? Does it feel bigger because it's here in Vegas? Yeah, I've covered the last two. Um, it, you know, it's interesting. I, I think like on some level, I think some of this stuff with Vegas and MGM, like it, it's something we want to talk about as this big enormous thing. You know, like oh, there's a sign, and you know, it's like let's talk about you know how great things have been. Like. Look, like it's also the MGM, right? Like they have a lot of money to spend. Yep. They have a lot of tentacles that they can use to, hey, we're going to throw this billboard up just because we already have that built-in infrastructure, you know? So it's, I mean, on, on one hand, like, yeah, they should do a good job, you know? And it's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm most, but I mean, and they have, to be clear. I'm not trying to, trying to dump all over them, but it's, I'm most excited just, just, see all the people that cover this league and the people that are going to be out here. That's what makes it fun. You know, so many of us are spread out all over the place and so many of us don't do this as our full-time job. Like even the people that are paid to do it, like yourself, women's basketball isn't your only only hat you wear, right? Right, So we're, so really almost all of us are in that same boat where, you know, hopefully it's just a time where, I mean, it will be a time, I think, where everyone just has fun and just enjoys, enjoys the company and, you know, hopefully nobody gets hurt and three point shootout will be fun and we'll see. Be nice if they announce contestants at some point. But at some point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. looking forward to it too, Ben. And from from my end, um, just content wise, I mean, I, a lot of stuff. Uh, it's been a busy few weeks, but it's all going to culminate with Friday and Saturday. And, and like you said, I think it's really going to bring out the best in the the community, um, the basketball community, and and the city too. I, I think there's a a genuine sense of excitement. It's quaint at times. Uh, it's it's not always prevalent, but I think when when Friday gets here and three points and the skills happens and, and DJ Liz Cambage is spinning her set uh, at the Beach Club and getting everybody excited, I think there's going to be a palpable energy here and and uh, it, it speaks to the potential um, not just of 
uh, of 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 the the aces and the city here for the WNBA, but for basketball as a whole, it's. I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be a ton of fun. And, and again, the culmination of, at least for me personally, just a lot of stuff that I'm doing. So I'm, I'm excited for all that to, all to come to the surface. And uh, it's been a fun first half of the season. It really went by quick. It feels like, you know, just yesterday you came over to my apartment and we were we were making our picks and talking about the year. And, and now we're going to be getting buckets together Friday night. So together, uh, I'm, I'm lighting uh, you up, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, 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 you hear that, everybody? He's lighting me up. So. So we'll, we'll, next time I come on, we're going to be sure that we're going to start the podcast with how it actually went down. And, and I can assure you listeners that it's going to be very different than what he just said. Um, but you, I've, I've teased you about it, but I hope you're ready to be a tour guide. Like if people ask me for stuff, I'm going to say, just go ask Sam. Sam's been here longer. He's, Sam's got to have an answer I'll, for I'll everything. do my best, Ben. I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy. I don't, I don't get out much, but I will do my best to provide the people with the answers they are looking for. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Hope people, everybody listening, enjoys All-Star Weekend. Catch catch stuff on Friday. Catch the game on Saturday. And we'll look forward to the second half of the season. Sam, you mentioned you've got a bunch of stuff coming over the weekend. You got any any bigger stories you want to Yeah, wanna yeah. I, I had a chance to visit with Kayla McBride last week uh, and just got the chance to talk with her about how she's coming. She feels like she's in her prime. And we, we, we talked deeply about that and, and kind of what that means for her, the work she's put in. So uh, she's a st- feature stories coming on her later this week uh, about being an all-star again and kind of her aspirations and hopes. I also talked to, to Liz Cambage today in the locker room about about being a DJ and just that, that side of it. We didn't talk basketball at all. Uh, but she's, as a lot of people know, a lot of basketball fans know, one of the most unique personalities, uh, one of the most genuine people in, in all of sports. And it was cool to talk to her about that. So there'll be a Q&A coming and then just some general preview stuff about what fans can expect from the area. And then, of course, game coverage as well as, as coverage of the three-point shootout and, and other events in Vegas. So, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of content coming your way. Everything's on ReviewJournal.com. And then you can follow my Twitter. Uh, I tweet all the time about the Aces, more, more about the Aces than anything else, um, at by Sam Gordon. So I, I'll be sure to, to, to do it the best I can to keep everybody posted with what's going on this weekend. All right, and anybody, anybody in Vegas for All-Star, come find me. I'll make sure to point you to Sam. You can... <laughs> Ask him questions, ask him for restaurants, ask him for all kinds of stuff to do out here. But other than that, that's that'll uh, that'll do it for tonight. We'll look forward to uh, joining you for the second half of the season as the as the Aces try to uh, jockey for one of those top two spots. Thanks for coming on the show, Sam. Appreciate you, Ben. Thank you for having me.